Exodus chapter number 20, let's say the first two of the Ten Commandments. So the first one, let's say them together, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Very good, mouthing along with that. And uh, number two, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. And so uh, I'm not going to ask if you were able to fulfill that this week. And uh, so um, I want us to take our Bibles, Exodus chapter 20, and we are going to look at the third commandment here, Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 7. The Bible says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And here's the judgment and the reason that follows. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now, many times we look at this verse. I made mention in the morning service that there's many times that we... Turn my mic on. There's many times we quote that verse, and it is one of the most quoted of the Ten Commandments, and I think it's because we live in such a society that's just full of cursing today. And so the sad part is, as and as we continue through this, the sad part is, is that has in a lot of ways actually infiltrated over into the church. And when I say the church, I'm talking about nationwide with, with Christians that it's either just laughed off or um, we try to use it some other way. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Let's understand a couple of the words that are made mention of here. And I want you to think of this word take, okay? It actually is not using the meaning of actually to take possession of, but when it says thou shalt not take the name, it actually carries the meaning of exalting or lifting up, or we could say drawing attention to. Now you'll understand something on these commandments that it's broken off as we're looking at these, and notice the first four, next week we'll deal with remember the Sabbath day. But when we look at the first four of these commandments, this is dealing with our relationship to God. The first four deal with God and our relationship to Him. The next six are dealing with our relationship to our brothers and sisters in Christ and humans. So one, the first four are directed this way, and the next six are horizontal as we look at them. So thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. To take means to exalt or to lift up or to be able to draw attention to. And we understand this word vain as we think about it. This word vain or vanity is used over and over throughout the scriptures. And the word vain literally means the emptiness or the void or without substance or meaning. So when we begin to look at this definition and this commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, understanding that we are not to be looking or taking or using, exalting or drawing attention to the name of Jehovah God with emptiness or void or no meaning whatsoever. 
Now, when you go back and study actually how they were translating, and there were those that they were, they were so afraid of the name Jehovah that when there was translation work and things that were being written down, that the scribes would actually stop before they wrote the name Jehovah, and they would go ceremonially cleanse themselves, wash themselves, change their garments, come back, sit down, write Yahweh, put the pen back down and go clean themselves ceremonially and change their clothes, wash up, come back and continue writing. I don't believe I have to say we've come a long ways in our reverence for the name of God. Now, I believe as you look at this passage of Scripture and this command, I believe that there's actually, and some of the, they bleed over a little bit, but I believe that there are actually three ways in which we can break this commandment, and even the application is here for us today, not just for 4,000 years ago when God was given this command up, up there on Mount Sinai. And so the first way I believe that we can, and it does deal with our speech, and it's by simply using the name of God with emptiness and no meaning. I believe this is one of the prevalent ways that people approach this. I, I don't want to go into this command without addressing this today. And let me say this, by no means am I meaning anything from this point forward disrespectful to God Almighty. But when you are in awe of something, and when you are surprised at something, and you say in what comes out of your mouth or my mouth, and it is, oh my God, it is emptiness. We are using his name as a filler. Now, many times, and, and may, I, may I remind us of this, we ought not to be addressing him just in emptiness, void, with no meaning, just spouting off his name like it's nothing. Now, I will also remind us of this, the examples of God's last name is not Dam. And Dam is not his middle name, and it is not his last name. You say, what are you meaning? You put it together. You say, are you getting us to think that way? Hopefully to stop acting a certain way <laughs> of taking the Lord's name and using it in an empty, void, meaningless way that, we are, that, that God's name, why is it? Now think about this. Why is it that it is only the supreme creator? that his name is used like that. You say, what do you mean? I've never heard anybody say, oh, my Buddha. I haven't. I haven't, any, I haven't heard anybody say, oh, my Muhammad. 
O my Allah? I've never heard anybody say that. Now, why is that? Well, we won't take the time to study throughout the Scripture today, but may I remind us over and over and over that God has highly exalted His name. Now, as you study throughout the Scriptures, you see things like when you get over into the book of Acts, you get over into the book of Hebrews, and listen, Acts tells us there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, it is just like, it's just like the devil to take that which would save all of mankind, trusting in Jesus, and to take that which is most powerful, that at the name of Jesus, according to Philippians 2, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It'd be just like the devil to take that name, which is above every name, and to do his best over the decades and the centuries to bring that name down, to just associate it with emptiness and with void. That way I believe, listen, when that day comes and those that have cursed the name of Christ have taken his name in vain by saying it just in emptiness and void and vain, meaningless, that they've so diminished the importance of the name of Jesus that when Jesus' name is mentioned and they have to bow the knee to it, that they're like, That's the name? The name that they have used over and over and over as nothing more than a curse word, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And keep in mind, vain means emptiness and void without substance or meaning that we are just flippantly using the name of God. I believe according to the Bible, listen, he has every right to do so to say, don't use my name like that, okay? So I'm going to use a couple of examples right now, okay? Not in a cursing way, but let me just make mention of this. And please don't ruin my, my, my illustration. I know they won't. Mr. Chamberlain, is your name Dave or David? It's David. Miss Hannah, Is your husband's name Matthew or Matt? (laughs) And and he'll let you know, okay? Why, Why do they have the right to let us know? It's their name. I met someone yesterday, okay? And, uh, and I'm all for it. I ask people, I ask them. I was introduced to a lady yesterday and her husband introduced me as, uh, introduced her to me as Deborah. And I said, Deborah, I said, it's not Debbie or Deb. And she looked at me, she said, Deborah. And I said, no problem. We have an Elizabeth. I don't call her Liz. Okay. Now those are human examples, but what would you think if just out of spite, every time I saw Matthew Frank, he would get so free, he would. 
Don't do that on purpose now, Brian. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> but if every time I saw him, I, I would just on purpose, because I know it gets him and get him frustrated and call him Matt. I don't. Honestly, I don't. You know why? And I catch myself with, with other, cause I know what they prefer, their preferred name, not pronoun, okay? preferred name because that's the name that their parents gave to them. That's what they've had. And so that's what we call. Now, I believe God has every right. He is the one, remember this back in verses one and two, he is the God that has delivered them and brought them out of the nation of Egypt. He's the one that's provided for them. He's the one that has miraculously met their needs and guided them. And he's saying, listen, don't be using my name and taking it in vain. Don't draw attention to my name in emptiness. Now, may I take it a step further because here we are in 2023. Everybody knows what you mean if you say, well, I'm not saying, oh my God. I'm just giving the initials, O-M-G. Still the same. Is anybody not mad right now? I'm just feeling that. Well, Pastor, what are you saying? It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything when I put that down. Exactly. That's the point. And God is saying, listen, don't take my name and just use it in emptiness, meaningless, without substance, void. Don't be doing that. People know what it means. You say, well, it, to me, it just means, oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. We've used a lot of substitutes today, haven't we? I grew up with the Jesus Crow. We all know what that's a substitute for. We all understand, and now I'm getting off into corrupt communication proceeding out of our mouth, okay? Let me, don't get me on that this afternoon. I'm, I'm going to try to draw us back in so we can use it just by saying it with emptiness. But then as we go throughout the scripture, how many want me to move on right now? I'm not going to look. I'm just going to move on. Exodus chapter 20, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. The, number, the second way in which we can use it is by using the Lord's name to swear an oath when it's not meant and it's dishonest. Okay? Over and over, let me, let me share a few verses with you. Leviticus chapter number 19. And listen, there, there's dozens more verses we, can, we could go through and look at. Leviticus chapter number 19, down around verse number 12. This is actually uh, another summary of the, the commandments as we're coming through them in Leviticus 19. But verse 11 says, Ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another, and ye shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord." Now, over and over throughout Scripture, there's actually one example, I think it's Leviticus or Numbers, that there was actually a younger man that was caught doing something, and he actually swore by the name of the Lord, and judgment came upon him because he was calling attention and exalting and lifting up the name of the Lord in emptiness 
of just calling it and using it falsely. Okay. And so an example of this in 2023 would be, I don't know if you've ever been called to be a witness in a court case. Okay. But it would be that, what, what do they do? Put your hand on the Bible. So help me God. And then get up and commit perjury. You're swearing falsely and using the name of God to justify and to try to show that it's truth. Well, I, I, I said by, so help me God, that that would, that would help me, so they ought to believe. Unfortunately, we've gotten to the point today that just because someone uses the name of God or proclaims the name of God does, doesn't automatically mean that, that they're trusted and that it's real. We've gotten away from using the name of God with the respect and the understanding that should be there. We could take the time, let me, let me turn over there in Isaiah chapter 48. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 48, and look at the, the motive and the heart behind this, using the name of the Lord. Hear ye this, verse 1, Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, I'm on page 998, which are come, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth, nor in righteousness. For they call themselves of the holy city, and stay themselves upon the God of Israel, the Lord of hosts is his name. I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them, I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Here's a group, he's calling out Israel and Judah, saying, you've sworn by my name, and you've done it falsely, you've done it empty, and swearing by the name of the Lord. Now listen, we better be very careful the Lord deals with this over in the New Testament that we ought not to be calling upon the name of the Lord to be able to swear by it. But he said, listen, let your yea be yea and your nay nay. But don't, you, don't bring the name of the Lord into it to justify your falsehood. And I've, I've researched, I, I actually wrote a little note in my Bible as I was reading about Jacob and Esau. And when Jacob went and deceived his father, do you understand he brought the Lord into his lie to his dad? Because his dad asked him, said, how did you find it so quickly? He sent him out to kill, some de kill a deer, bring venison, cook the venison how I like it. Boy, isn't venison good meat, isn't it, Brother Bobby? Well, it's good. Just cook just right in a, in a good beef stew or something, not a beef stew, a deer stew, I should say. Okay. Cook just right. Well, that, that's what he was wanting. He said, go out and get me some venison and kill it and prepare it how I like it. Bring it in. He walks back in shortly and his dad says, how'd you get that so quick? He said, the Lord brought it to me. Can I say this? He just brought God into his lie. And I believe that he was taking the name of the Lord in vain and using the Lord to be able to justify it. We all good? Let's keep going. Not only do we take it by just our speech and just flippantly using the name of the Lord, or we swear by His name and knowing that our intent 
and it's going to be false. But may I also say practically we take his name in vain. You say, what do you mean? We take the name of Christ to our lives and then live a Christian life that is empty and worthless for him. You say, what do you mean? Many proclaim the name of Christ in their life, but don't have the life to back it up. How many have ever been told, I'm not, uh, I'm not going down to the church house, they're full of hypocrites? You know what's unfortunate? Is a lot of times they're right. You say, oh, what do you mean? Are you calling us all hypocrites? Well, we all are in some way or another, okay? Every one of us, we're all sinners saved by grace is what we are, okay? We're sinners saved by grace. You say, Pastor, are you calling out my sin? Yes. And I'm calling out my sin. There have been times with every one of us, listen, that our lip service to the Lord was not backed up with our actions. How many have ever been convicted after you had a conversation maybe and it wasn't the right conversation? Maybe you didn't handle it the right way and uh, you, maybe you said some things and boy, as soon as you get done, Holy Spirit of God speaks to your heart and says, did you give him a gospel track? Nope. I wasn't going to tell him I went to church. So that was said, I'll use someone else for an example. We were flying back from overseas one day and uh, there was a man that was traveling with us, and he had a tendency if his uh, if his sugar got out of whack and everything that that uh, he could he could really go off on someone. And uh, the worst chewing out I ever had was from that man. Come to Jesus, talk. He came to me later and apologized. But his malaria medicine. We were in West Africa. His malaria medicine counteracted his sugar dropped and his sugar pills. And uh, he was not himself. Man, he went off on me. Like I had never been talked to him. My, my wife hasn't even talked to me like that. And he come to me the next morning. He said, I, I'm sorry about that. That wasn't any. And I said, I know it wasn't. And, uh, and we dealt with it. But uh, there was one time and, and, and he gets things right. And I want you to know he got this right. But we were standing in an airport one day. And uh, someone cut him off in line. And he was one of these getting in an airport. He wants to be in the right line. Don't cut in front of him, and whoever's servicing better make sure they're not calling someone else in front. I mean, it, it's one of those, sit on the other side of security instead of stand on this side. At least we know we're ready to go. Boy, something set him off, and he tore into someone. I'm talking up and down one side, the other. I mean, to the point of, man, if I was able to, I'd pick you up and shove you in that trash can right there. I mean, they were just, they, they were just going at great Christian spirit and attitude right then. Okay. He gets done, walks over with the rest of the crowd and there's another preacher standing there and he was real quiet. And the preacher looked at him and he said, did you give him a gospel track after that? Nope. Nope, I didn't. Boy, God convicted his heart. Now, here's the thing, and we, we chuckle at that, but how many of us don't get convicted on things like that? But yet we take the name of Christ. We're taking the name of the Lord in emptiness with no meaning whatsoever, but we call ourselves a Christian. Do you understand how James described this? He said, faith without works is dead. 
In other words, be who we say we are. What would you think if every time you saw me out in town, I mean, seriously, I understand we can all have a bad day, but what if you saw me standing down on a street corner? I'm talking just giving someone the business up one side and down the other, tearing them up, and then try to get done reaching and grab a gospel track and saying, I'm the pastor down here at such and such a church. That'd be a real blessing, wouldn't no. No. Do you think that do you think this is where they're gonna come? No. And there's times in our lives, listen, every one of us go through this that we've taken the name of the Lord in vain. It might not be verbally, oh, I would never say something like that. But yet in our actions, we say we're a Christian, but we just don't have the actions to be able to back them up. Someone, I read a statement this week as I was going back over this and and preparing again. Someone said, we have the name Christian that's been attached to us, okay? That was first mentioned back in Acts chapter number 11, okay? They were first called Christians at Antioch. And they, they gave this simple little thing that said, without Christ, okay, we're called Christian, but if you take Christ away, you're just left with I-A-N, And that's just the abbreviations for I am nothing without Christ. And I thought, now, that's just a little thing to be able to remember. But then God added some scripture to it. (laughs) When I went over to John chapter 15, he said, for without me, you can do nothing. And I thought, I'm not sure that's exactly what he was meaning with the term Christian. Take Christ away. You're left with I-A-N. But I will say this. I've remembered it since I read it. And I thought, you know, I want my actions not to be full of emptiness when it comes to me telling someone I'm a Christian. I want my life to back it up. Now, listen, who here has never, never failed at that? Nobody's hands. How would you like, listen, if we were able to put up and, and one, one, I heard of a preacher saying this recently that he said at the church, he said, I wish every Sunday that every one of our sins were put up on the front of the church here for when we walked in here. And I'm thinking you really don't wish that. And I'm thinking you're only saying that. And sure enough, I said, you're only saying that because there's something in your life and you're trying to err on the other side so that people don't think there's anything wrong. And sure enough, it came out later on how wicked of a life he was living. I said, yeah, you want it broadcast all over? Hey, the Lord even chooses to forget our sins when they're under the blood. I don't want to walk in here this next Sunday. So I use this example and I, I, I publicly said it yesterday morning at the the men's breakfast, and I'll I'll say it again. There's times, and I just want you to think about this, and I'm, I'm being transparent with you, that there's times that, listen, my actions may not line up with what I say. And so late Thursday night, and I've gotten this right with, and you're like, oh man, what is pastor saying now? Now listen, so Thursday night after church, we were back at the house, and I was, I was a little tired. That's no excuse, by the way. But while I was back there, 
Crystal was helping me with something. And she was just doing it out of the kindness of her heart, just trying to help me with something. And it was in relation to the bulletin that we were preparing for the funeral service on Friday. And I didn't like like the way it looked. I didn't like where it was. And guess what? I snapped at her. I did. Snapped at her. I, I know. Went to bed that night. I got up. God woke me up. I, I was wide awake at quarter till two, one forty-eight on Tuesday morning. I was I was in my office at five past four. I'm trying to get things ready. We got a funeral service to be able to preach, and I'm sitting there. I'm praying. I'm going over my notes. I'm reading the Bible, and it come back to my mind. Now, they weren't awake yet, so I sent them a text, both of them together, and I said, "I need to apologize." I said, I wasn't right last night, and that was wrong of me to do that. And I, and I addressed it. I said, Ruth, you heard me say that. That's why I'm apologizing to you. And I said, I'm asking you both to forgive me. So just pray that they'll find it in their hearts to forgive me, okay? <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm just kidding. Can I say that now? You say, Pastor, why are you telling us that? You confessing all your sins? No, I'm, I'm saying this, that there's times in our lives, listen, the words don't match up with the actions. And I could have said right there, well, you, bless God, I'm a pastor. I just got done ministering all day, and uh, you ought to know better anyway. There's no excuse for that, none whatsoever. And if I would have said, well, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, well, you're not acting like one. I believe sometimes in our actions, we're taking the name of the Lord God in vain, that we're living an empty Christian life while trying to tell everybody else that we're a Christian. And I'm asking the Lord to be able to help us. Lord, would you help us to have the actions to back up the name that we proclaim? Now, we can take the name of the Lord God in vain by just saying it with emptiness, just flippantly. Is it going to slip out? Now, listen, it's not so prone to slip out in my life because if I ever wanted to, I had parents that knocked it out of there or washed it out of there, okay? But I've been around some good Christians that are trying to faithfully serve the Lord, and they've been ingrained in that for years, that without thinking, something slips out. I don't push them off the edge. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I get up and preach a message the next Sunday on all of that. Usually the Holy Spirit of God takes care of that. Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. Okay? God's helping us with that. So we could say it with just emptiness, just flippantly, use it as a curse word. We could use the Lord's name by swearing an oath, knowing that we're not going to fulfill it, and it's a, it's a falsehood. We're calling His name to our record for something we know is dishonest. Or we could take it practically take the name of Christ, and we want the title of Christian, but go live however I want to and not live Christ-like. Now remind us of this, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Why, and I'll close with this, the Lord will not hold someone guiltless. We will give account. This is how serious 
God takes his name to be able to protect it. Do you know over and over, and I'm going to close, do you know over and over things were done throughout the scripture? Moses, when he was praying, David, when he was praying, how many times they said, Lord, for thy namesake. You know why? Because they knew the name of the Lord is that important. Moses said it. What's the heathen going to say about your name? When you bring them out here and they all die or you destroy them, what's the heathen going to say about your name? For thy name's sake, God, he takes his name seriously. And so let's be careful. Commandment one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Commandment two, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. Commandment number three, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Emptiness, meaningless, void, empty. Okay, let's be careful. Let's have some reverence and some respect for the name of God.